But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. WXUT's after further review, David the Man of God Harris just did his AFC South or South uh, preview. Now we're getting to the NFC. And uh, David, what you got on the plate for us with that one? So, starting with worst to first, it's one of those divisions where you just don't know what to expect year to year because it's still such turnaround. But I think it's pretty safe to say that fourth place in the NFC South this year will be the Carolina Panthers. Even with and Sam Darnold? I think it's good that he will have a fresh start, a new pasture, a new opportunity to really revive his career in ways that we normally don't get to see 24, 25-year-olds get a fresh start at the quarterback position. But I think, and we've seen it with a lot of players, Getting away from the New York franchises does wonders for your career. Like, it feels like you're rejuvenated. You're away from the pressure, even though Sam Darnold really put a lot of that on himself with some of his draft day stuff about how he wanted to, you know, be the face of New York. But a lot of people can't handle that. And so I think going to Carolina, kind of you're in a quarterback battle, kind of. So it's not really guaranteed that you will be the starting quarterback, but I mean, you get in the money, you're obviously going to be the star quarterback regardless. But you know that you have reliable, solid number two, number three. You know that they're bringing pieces in around you to help support you offensively. You, I don't want to say he's fully healthy, but he's getting closer and closer and closer to fully healthy in Christian McCaffrey, who's a top five running back. Mm-hmm. I think I think if they can put the pieces together, it'll be a solid season. It's just not going to be enough to really match the firepower of the other three teams in this division. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in the NFC South, crazier things have happened. So do I think that they'll get more uh, than seven wins? I'll probably put the chances at, you know, Seven and ten, and that's a solid season. Right, seven and ten is not bad. That's okay. Yeah. And hovering around right there with them, the Atlanta Falcons, who are finishing in third place. I think that they'll be eight and nine. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this this division outside of Sam Darnold is who's going to retire next? We saw Drew Brees leave, kind of finish. Really not on top, but he really didn't have anything left for the tank. Matt Rock is just hanging in there because I'm pretty sure his wife doesn't want him at home. Like I, like he's just he's just the average Joe prototypical quarterback. 
And mm-hmm. it's like seeing the social media, talking to friends that you know, are Atlanta Falcons fans, it is really... I'm, I'm trying to think of a comparison. I kind of compare it to how Chicago Bears fans were with Jay Cosmer. Mm-hmm. Like, you loved him because he was always there, but you hated him just because you knew he could play better, but he was just this. And personality-wise, he was a douchebag. And it's like, that's how I think a lot of people feel about Matt Ryan in Atlanta. <laughs> like, like he just has this personality that you just want to punch him in the face. And maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, he's holding on for I don't know how long. And it seems like the Falcons, when they drafted Kyle Pitts this year, they're saying, okay, this is... Well, drafted Kyle Pitts and then lost Julio Jones. It's like either you're going to get us to the playoffs, a deep run, or you're God. But I don't think. But see, the thing about it is, Matt Ryan. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say wouldn't include Bears fans, and here's why: because Matt Ryan was actually a good quarterback, <laughs> and, 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 and Jay Culler wasn't a bad quarterback. He was just in a really horrible organization. But like I said, Matt Ryan, I, I really don't – it doesn't do him justice. I think what killed him was losing that lead in the Super Bowl 28-3. to I mean, it's not all on him, but let's face it, the quarterback gets the blame and they get the praise, and he got the blame for that one. Um, I think he's been a solid quarterback. I mean, but people try to say that he's not he's not that good. But is it really he not that being that good and the Atlanta Falcons ineptitude that has kind of killed him? I think it's a little bit of both. I just think kind of when I look at Matt Ryan, I we, and he, it's been done like over the years. Like you look at Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. Now if you look at um, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, like, they're all in that same mold of just t- stereotypical quarterback. It's just kind of has the same look. And it's like, I don't know what to do. Like, you can't really interchange him. Like, he, he's just kind of, I, I don't know you know how to explain him. Like, he's just in that same kind of, you, you even throw Joe Flacco in there. It's like, you know who this quarterback is. You know who, who he's going to be. Okay. Do, I, do I think that it's time for him to retire? Yeah, because he's getting up there. And how many more miles does he have left in the tank? I don't know. But it's not a lot, and the team... Um, will this team be hindered by him... And knowing that they really don't have a solid backup behind them. But, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Atlanta's going to Atlanta at some point. Okay. Keep going. Um, in second place this year, sorry, Tom Brady, but can't always be first in the division every year. You're putting him third? I think. No, second. Second, okay. I, I think the, the Buccaneers take a step back. I think mainly because Tom Brady takes a step back and that offense. They, I think defensively that they're still going to be stout. They're going to still be a top-five defense. 
It's just, again, Father Time is undefeated. I mean, as much strength training, all the workout regimens, the TB12 way, like, you can only go so hard and that much for so long. Mm-hmm. All the wear and tear on the body playing deep in the playoffs. I've, and it's interesting that we compared him, you know, with the LeBron James factor towards the end of the last segment. All those miles that you're putting on the body with all the postseason play adds up. And so something has to give. Either you're going to not make it that far in the regular season or you're going to have to load manage. And Tom Brady, like the NFC South is not really a division where you can load manage. You can take a game off until December, January, when you wrapped up the division, if you wrapped up the division or at least the playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Then it's more, you know, conserving bodies, resting starters. But, yeah, I think the Buccaneers will be good. This one, they just won't make it back to the Super Bowl. Which isn't a bad thing because it's hard to repeat. Unless, you it, know, it is hard to repeat. And then back atop the NFC South, the Saints going marching in, which I know probably surprises a lot of people because Drew Brees is not there. And the quarterbacks that they do have, one is basically who Tim Tebow was supposed to be, and the other was Teddy Bridgewater, who, or excuse me, Jameis Winston, who, God love him, literally has a stronger love-hate relationship than probably 95% of the players in the NFL. But I think offensively, their focal point is Alvin Kamara, the whole Michael Thomas surgery situation, I just think that's, you know, that's what you get when you get the evil wide receivers and you overpay them. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, they're going to be stout. They have a solid home field advantage, which I think will be enhanced with the return of fans. And I just think that Sean Payton finds ways to make magic out of poop. Let's <laughs> just be honest. <laughs> okay. I mean, because last year, I'll, I'll be the first to say, when Taysom Hill was announced as a starter, I was like, absolutely no way. Then when we saw arguably the worst quarterbacking performance ever in that New Orleans versus Denver game, I was like, what are you doing? But then in the offseason, they pay him – you know, they pay Taysom Hill and like, hey, you're going to be the starter. And then apparently he's been working, trying to improve his throwing. Mm-hmm. And some of those kind of quarterback-specific skills. And it's like, eh, maybe he knows something. Maybe he just doesn't want to eat the W and support Jameis Winston, who's like an actual quarterback. But, yeah, I, I just don't know what to expect from him. But I think that they'll find they will find new ways to win. And I think even with losing their kind of superstar and Drew Brees, kind of the face of their franchise, they'll just still lean a lot more on Alvin Kamara. And I think that will be their key to success. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. 
<laughs> Here's a little recap, kind of with uh, okay. previews and uh, predictions record-wise. I'll say the Saints win it at a, mm, eleven and six. Uh, Tampa Bay second place, ten and seven for their record. I think they'll they'll both make the playoffs. I could see Tampa Bay being, you know, one of those probably one of the better wild card teams. Honestly, uh, Atlanta Falcons eight and nine, and then Carolina Panthers bringing up the rear. Seven and ten. Mm. Wow. Okay. So once again, recap: you have the Saints. They go marching in. Uh, that that's crazy that you picked the Saints, but like you said, Coach Payton somehow, some way, he finds a way to get them to be uh, competitive and always win. But then again, they had Drew Brees, so it'll be a dear little bit difference. But you got Father Time kind of making the Buccaneers take a step back, and then. <laughs> Then who you got at third, three, and four, the third and fourth spots? Sure. Atlanta Falcons in, and Carolina. In third, and then Carolina bringing up the rear. Even with the addition of Sam Darnold. Yeah, it, it'll be some growing pains, and then just the, just the change of pace being mm-hmm. out of New York. Might take them a little time to adjust. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Okay. So we got that all for you right there. Uh, the, NS, the NFC South was a little bit short and to the point. Yeah. I mean, not really a whole lot of talking points. We just want to kind of lambast over Tom Brady, but, yeah. <laughs> he said lambast. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, everyone keeps praising Tom Brady like he's a GOAT. The only reason is it's a LeBron James factor, just because you play a lot of seasons and – because your longevity means that you can amass all these records doesn't mean that you're good. True. Yeah. No, I guess. I mean, system quarterback in New England and then holding on to records, outlasting other players. Yeah, does that sound, it sound like to me you just have Tom Brady hate. Well, I mean, you know, cheaters never win in the end. So. Well, technically they do because he has seven rings. I mean, <laughs> you can't you can't dispute that one, David. He's got seven rings, and he's going and he's going for an eighth. And if he goes for an eighth ring, he'll have enough rings for both hands except for his thumbs. So you can have put all rings on four fingers and then none on his thumbs. I mean that that's pretty amazing. Tom Brady has more rings than a lot of franchises. I mean, some of those ones where he cheated in New England, I kind of take away. But, well, you know, you, that's, whether that's or not you believe he cheated or not, he still has seven rings. And let, let, let's you know, let, let's be honest here too. He could have an eighth ring if David Tyree doesn't make that catch on the helmet. And they were probably in that team was undefeated all season. That probably would have really elevated Tom Brady's. <laughs> Hall of Fame status. I mean, they probably, if Tom Brady, I think, wins that Super Bowl, he probably would have been the first player to be elected to the Hall of Fame during his playing career. Don't wait for him to retire. Just have it, have the Hall celebration, and then he goes back out to the playing field. Yeah, but, like, 
like Peyton Manning said, it's all the same speech. He'll probably, you know, retire in 2035 because he wants all the records. And... It's not like to me you're just hating, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, like, I'm not going to shy away from saying, you know, Tom Brady, you know, over, you know, it's just a player. Yeah, it's what it is. Okay. All right. Well, uh, David, once again, thank you for that. Now, our last segment we're going to get into after this commercial break. I can't believe this. You have college football playoff predictions. Well, you know, some some of the quote unquote experts like to do it, you know, right away. They like to be, you know, like November, like right when the playoffs. No, you got to, you want to be a true college football analyst. You got to say it early, so it's in record, so that we can go back in two months and laugh at it. I, well, I don't know why you would do these predictions, considering that most teams are trying to do an alliance. You know, most conferences are trying to do alliance up. So, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. So you talk a little bit about the playoff predictions, and what else are you talking about? Uh, yeah, just kind of what the state of the college football, which. I mean, at this point, college football is what it is. We know, we know why all of this alliance, quote-unquote, stuff is happening. Yeah, we've got to talk about that. And the NIL and everything else. So we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, make sure you always check us out on our live feed. Also, we have our shows for you on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We'll be back after this. WGTs, after further review. <laughs> 